sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, Minneapolis's premier commercial and residential interior design firm. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early Saturday and Sunday evenings with some booze and conversation. I like that on Saturdays now, That's too. That's good. I, I like it. Very excited. Yes. My guest tonight is Dion Danielson. Dion is a principal at The Designery in Burnsville, Minnesota, an excellent interior design partner. Dion, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Dion and I have known each other for uh, for quite a while. Yeah. and. You had uh, uh, some interaction with uh, with Habitation. We may talk about that back when yeah. you were in design school. And, yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation. It's going to be great. Depending on how well the vodka works, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see which stories we choose to tell. <laughs> we have our dedicated coctologist from Mercy Benedict's, Benedict's in Rochester, Mill Valley Kitchen, the whole gamut. Dan Newkirk is here. Dan, are you drunk? No, not yet. <clears throat> but what a funny, funny thing to talk about real quick is uh, we've gotten quite a bit of buzz from the coctologist uh, scenario. <laughs> I like it. People have, people have made comments, both good and bad, and I don't give a shite which way, which way they want to go. <laughs> but it was funny nonetheless. It's, it's created the buzz that I think we're looking for. It's an interesting, it's an interesting term. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, etymologically accurate. Man, if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> You are you are a coctologist. There's yeah. no question about it. <laughs> Mixologist just sounds very pretentious as well. I Thank like, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the first things, Dan, when you came onto the show and, and we used to call the previous folks mixologists. It was the term and, and you hated the term from the very beginning. We went with master spirits. For a period that of that time. was way too classy for my pay grade, though. You know what I mean? It it didn't seem to fit quite as well as your current uh, as your current uh, yeah. name. I think shirts need to be developed and made. <laughs> Expert coctologist, yes. coctologist in training. I do got a, a shirt guy. Sale. I got a shirt guy. You got a shirt guy. I got a shirt guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brett, I have a feeling that we're going to be looking at some drink in the style expert coctologist T-shirt giveaways. There we go. <laughs> All right. This is starting out great. Why do you tell us what our anesthetic is this uh, evening? So today we're going to be featuring Wander North Vodka into a house-made uh, tonic. So it will be vodka tonic. The, the Wander North is located in northeast Minneapolis. One of my bartenders' uh, mother is a part owner, uh, investor in the uh, – in the spear company so i thought it was cool to show a little love uh in-house and she makes a great product um the highlight of this one's going to be the house-made tonic uh chinchona bark i uh, did a grapefruit oleo to start the sugar off the beginning with to kind of tie those bitter notes in uh and then some juniper berry and some uh, pink peppercorn which funny fact about peppercorns i just want to like throw this out there because everybody's had the the medley the black the pink it's all the same peppercorn it's really? just a matter of how old really? they are in the aging process. I got into an argument with Chef about this. Of course he won. Uh, Google told me I'm an idiot, but yeah. <laughs> so wait, so they're all the same peppercorn? It's just a matter of, I mean, they're from the same tree. They're not even just different colors. No, just, it's, an it's, aging the, it's the age of the peppercorn. Young to old, it's crazy. It's like pink peppercorns are like the young one. The young one that just oh. kind of has the shell because you can chew those like candy. Okay. Uh, but once they get all the way to the, the, the black peppercorns, that's when you don't want to chew because they're, they're done. Right. Wow. It's wow. crazy, right? So they go pink, red... Brown, black. The darker they get, the, the more, older the more they done. are. Yeah, yeah. 
This is such an educational program. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'm up for it. That's awesome. All right. Let's get started. Uh, hit us with our mixing music, Mr. Johnson. And uh, we so, did sample the Wander Vodka, by the yes, way. Yes, we did. And that is yes. some tasty stuff. So Very good. I also, for the sake of, uh, you know, everyday, everyday, every, everyday people, um, I added some citrus in this as well. So maybe some lemon notes coming through. So you don't have to be whining to me about how sweet this is, because you're sweet enough, Greg. Thank you, Dan. That's really kind of you. I am one bitter, bitter man, and you know that's true. <laughs> that, that's what the grapefruit oleo is for. Excellent. <laughs> Balance you out, bro. <laughs> so you're adding uh, you're adding to the yari. You got uh, yari in the uh, in the or ice in the yari. No, I don't. I'm just uh, building it in here to make it easier for myself. Oh. So you're not going to cool this down and cook it at all? It's going to be over ice. Oh, all right. I build this in the glass at the bar. Okay. It's a six dollar happy hour drink. Like you don't want to shake it. That's right. wow. All right, all right. I'm I feel very. Uh, and this tonic, camper. by the way, if you saw this, uh, <laughs> if you're watching us on the Facebook stream, you can kind of see this is a tonic water that is not the traditional clear artificial quinine tonic. This is a God. What color, Dion? Would you call that? Amber. Bark. Tree bark is what it is. Tree bark. Amber. Amber is, I think, a little bit more appropriate. I do. And- Prettier sounding than bark. bark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little later, we'll be talking about marketing your skills as a uh, bartender. No, coctologist. As a coctologist. Thank yes, you. Correct. We got to keep the verbiage in there. You like the term, don't you? I love yeah. it. <laughs> I, I feel I like a shirt. Start calling people I feel a shirt. <laughs> I, so I, I would have worn the shirt. If you guys would have the shirt, I would have sported the shirt. That's fabulous. I, I, you I know mean, what? We're going to have to put in a call to John Gerber. Yeah. Artist John Gerber. John, we're going to call upon you to do a little bit of uh, of gratis uh, creation to create a coctology shirt. Oh, that's pretty. Wow. So blending it down, it reduces from an amber color to more of a, what would you call that? Oh, no. that's beautiful. It's like a light Orange. Well, now the tonic is adding a little bit of white. It's club soda. Tonic oh, sodium. I'm sorry. The club soda. I don't know. It looks ombre to me. I like it. Oh, it is ombre. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, What'd you call me? A coctologist. One bad ombre. All right. And you're garnishing. So you've added the uh, cocktail over ice that you stirred up. Then you top it off with club soda, about the top third of the glass. And then you're garnishing Thank with you. a lime, correct? Yeah, lime's a fact. I wouldn't squeeze the lime until you taste it because it's already got lemon. Oh, wow. You have to smell that before you taste it. Let's see. That's lovely. Oh, wow. This is really. That really... smells fresh. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Salud. We're going to give this a, a little try. Brett's going to make sure we don't have any mouth noises coming up, even though we're still on music, which is good. Hold on, hold on. Let me get it ready. <laughs> a little late nice on the timing. Uptake, yeah. Nice timing. Yeah. I blame Jennifer for walking down here and distracting me. Jenny, no nuts is here. Yeah, she was. Oh, uh, shout out to Jen at uh, <laughs> at uh, uh, AM nine fifty. Oh I God, this, you is, the bus. this go. is delicious. <laughs> this is this is. Is That's not a sweet. good drink. It's, it's light. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. But the tonic still has a presence. And it doesn't, you know, somebody would have this and be like, do you have diet tonic? They wouldn't ask that question with this because it's not over-the-top sugar. Wow. Oh, seriously. Oh, this is This, this is probably a half the dozen. best one. Oh, oh. Or, or a half dozen. We're going to do six of these. So Greg, Greg's rating, his drink rating for me, I have to drive. is if I have one. 
That means, eh, it's not very good, but he'll suck it down because he's a boozer. <laughs> but if he goes, I'd have six of these, then we're winning. That means you can keep pouring them until such time as I fall <laughs> this over. Is, this is worth the six bucks. This yeah. is good. Yeah, seriously. So this is, so once again, what do they order when they walk up? You either order a vodka tonic or a gin and tonic with the Water North Spirit. Uh, and it's six bucks, but it's only available on happy hour. So all of your, okay, so all of your tonic drinks, though, are not the homemade infused. Just, I mean, just this one. We have the option if you want if you want house-made tonic. Okay. But otherwise, people sometimes just want the off the gun. They'd be frightened. They wouldn't know what to do. All right. Oh. Let's take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to suck one of these down, and then uh, we'll come back, and we'll talk with Dion from the designery. Stick around. One of those nights. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter And make believe it came from you Welcome back I'm gonna to Drink in the Style, so a one-hour conversation about art, architecture, design, anything aesthetic. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest is Dion Danielson from The Designery. Do you like how I say that? The I do. Can I have your voiceover? I can send that to you as a little clip. That's perfect. Make it a, your ringtone. I should. The like designery. when people call? <laughs> the designer. Sounds like a creepy voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the creepy voicemail. I like it. I like it. Oh, all right. Uh, there it is. Um, so, Dion, let's talk about interior design. All right. All right. Let's get started. First, here's a question. Designers don't like it when I ask them this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do it. Do you have a signature style? No. <laughs> okay, that's not okay. No that hesitation, is, no style. That's great radio, right? But that's there. not okay. That is not completely true. Okay. So let's just paraphrase. No. no. Um, <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Right. Move on. Um, I would say, for me, mm-hmm. aesthetically, me, mm-hmm. I have a style. Mm-hmm. But it has evolved with things that I have fallen in love with as far as like when I do research or I find new product or whatever. Mm-hmm. So does my style change? Yes, with new product or things that I'm inspired by? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but you don't have something that you go back to as your, as your baseline. Metal. Always Metal. I think people should have different metals in their house. Really? I do. See, now that's interesting. Or in a, in a building or – and people don't work with metal in Minnesota much. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's kind of a crime. It's a wood. Honestly. It's a wood state. It is, but metal and wood, there's nothing prettier mm-hmm. than that um, aesthetically. It just – they bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. So you have the hardness of the metal and the girth, but yet it's – it's so cool. I mean, I have a ton of metal in my house, but I also have wood, mm-hmm. and it's a really great combination. I think people are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Also, it is a trade thing, so to find people that actually work with metal and do a good job is a little harder. Mm-hmm. People don't want to wait for the design aesthetic, so they get antsy. And if they haven't seen it on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or Pinterest, they're not going to put it in there. 
It's a good point. It's a good point. And there are so, other aspects. It's heavy, so it's hard to ship, and it costs more, yes, generally speaking. Yes. Um, but, of course, it's also a hell of a lot more durable. It's recyclable. It's. I mean, basically, we could probably agree on one thing, and that is that plastic is evil and should be avoided at almost all costs. Well, yeah. It doesn't aesthetically hold up. No. No, I mean, it's not. Except Bakelite or Bakelite. Bakelite? How do you pronounce Bacalite. it? Oh, I don't know. It's the like the original iteration of plastic. And it was originally used for things like pool balls. It was to desi- it was designed to replace ivory. Oh, and it's got this okay. really cool heavy weight to it, and this cool clinky noise, and it's solid and hard. But it's not like modern plastics. And I don't okay. think they even make it anymore. It probably killed lots of people when they were producing it. <laughs> um, but it's still a nice product. But you can still have metal mixing with different light fixture colors, different. You know, knobs, you can do different metals. It doesn't have to be like a big, chunky metal piece, but mm-hmm. I do love metal. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a great answer. I think that's top notch. So, all right, so you talk about, you're talking about metal as a design. What about, I mean, so you don't have a signature piece you've evolved, you've grown. How do you stay up to speed? We talked a little bit about house and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but what is for you the guide for, for how your tastes will grow? Boy, I look at a lot of different people. Um, for me, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I subscribe to at least 30 different magazines mm-hmm. from all over the world. Which ones? What, some of my favorite are European. One of mm-hmm. them is from Australia. In that, actually, it was called Bell. Okay. And they stopped making it. But now it's called In, in Living? In Style. No, it's not In, st- in Style is here. Um, in Living or something like that. Um that's out of Australia. They have amazing designs. And there's some really cool um, European magazines that I absolutely love that I'm more inspired because they mix the new and the old. Mm-hmm. And I love that taking old, making it look new or putting modern with a vintage piece, I think is really unique. It's one of the great things about European design. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Here in America, it's like everything gets washed to the side and you start yeah. again. From scratch and right. over coordinate in many cases, and and it's just you know it lacks an authenticity that you get uh, when yeah. you look at European design. Well, there's a lack of history, but we don't have the history that Europe Europe does either. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we are lacking some of that, but you can bring some of those elements in. Mm-hmm. I think yes, having the matching sofa chair with the other mm-hmm. with the ottoman, and, mm-hmm. yeah, not the way you want to necessarily uh, go. No, and that's not the way habitation shows either, and that's what I love about it. The blended look has always been something that we've embraced yeah. and absolutely love. I mean, it's you know we 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 had a, a larger amount of the showroom was mid century modern mm-hmm. back when you were with it, and yeah. you know mid century modern is still popular. It's not as popular as it was, and everything right. kind of ebbs and flows. Yep. But one of the things I always used to say to people was. You know, we take mid-century, but we put it together with other styles. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, if you just come in and you make your entire dining room or your entire living room mid-century modern, it feels artif- artificial. It feels like you're pretending you're canned. on the set of Mad Men. Yeah. That's bullcrap. Right. You, uh, bullshit, technically. Uh, and I did that just so you can use one of Amy's <laughs> Oh, that's right, yes. bleeps. Um, oh, I did hear Amy do that. I liked her woohoo. Yeah, yeah isn't it? it's She's perfect. Quality. Yes. Quality. Um, so yeah. So I, I so bringing that uh, all together, I think, is is the way to go. And but in order to do that, in truth, you do need a designer. I mean, yes. No offense, folks, but you know, it's a skill like anything else, and mm-hmm. understanding the balance of size, shape, angles, things like that. You can't just take you know a Victorian 
side chair and put it together with a mid-century modern sofa and assume that it works and declare right. that it's eclectic and that you're now a designer. You have to understand how these things interplay, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think designers that like anything, like our cocktailist, he makes making a drink look very simple. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of science behind his creation. But, mm-hmm. of course, he threw it together like snaps. Designers have the same kind mm-hmm. of problem is that we kind of make things look a little bit easy. And they're like, well, if you show me a picture, I'll just go and do that. Right. Yeah, that's not how it works. It's it's a lot like, you know, there are some of these online tools now that are coming out that are oh, really yeah. impressive where you take a picture of your own space and then mm-hmm. you can drop in scaled furniture pieces and kind of, quote, unquote, create your perfect environment. Correct. And it seems like it should be absolute genius and turn everyone into an interior designer, but it's simply not going to because no. there is so much more to it than just dropping in, first of all, the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you know, looking at something on a two-dimensional you know, plane is going to be very, very different from having somebody who comes in and understands how things are going to actually function in space, right? right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on, on Dan's cocktailogy skills, by the way, I, I, I wanted to mention he stopped into the showroom the other day and, of course, Lena and Crystal immediately jumped on him <laughs> and had – well, so to speak <laughs> and, – and had him mix up some cocktails. I think he did a couple of Moscow mules. Yeah, yeah. And they looked at me and they go, you know, you're, you're, you're good, but – Jesus, Dan just kicks your ass. I'm like, well, he should. I was just stopping in to say hi. I know. And mix up some drinks. <laughs> yeah, Stop yeah, in any time. Again, make it look easy. Yeah, right? Yeah. And make yeah. it look bad. Thanks, Newkirk. All right, let's take another break. Uh, we're going to be back in just a few seconds, so uh, stick around. Tuesday, I cry all day Wednesday. When skies are cloudy and gray, they're only gray for a day. So wrap your troubles in dreams and dream your troubles away until that sunshine peeps through. There's only one oh, thing. Welcome to back do. to Drink in the Just Style, Saturdays at 7. 7, right, Brett? Seven o'clock, you got it. Excellent. Saturdays at 7 p.m., Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can listen to it as a podcast pretty much anywhere. You got your uh, iTunes and your your other platforms. You can stream it at drinkinthestyle.com or am950radio.com. Just kind of everywhere you could surround yourself with Drink in the Style. It's on your website, too, you know. Is it on my website? Yeah, there's a link. Oh, good for me. <laughs> Yay. We. <laughs> All right. We've been drinking. We've been drinking. We have been drinking we with Dion Danielson from the Designery. We have enjoyed this unbelievably homemade, uh, delicious homemade tonic that uh, that Dan Newkirk has put together. You've been a little quiet tonight, Dan. Are you uh, pacing yourself? Yes. Yeah, We've done two shows before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know better. I know better. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Before we get back to uh, talk about design, we're going to do a new little segment here, which I am calling Musical Notes, Oh, which I'm sure no one has ever thought of before. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, As you guys may be aware, we are working our way through Frank Sinatra's entire repertoire, starting Uh uh, with an album in 1950 that uh, uh, kind of pre – before that, I'm not a huge fan. It's a little too croonery. Uh, started to become more uh, more uh, of 
vocalist and stylist uh, in 1950. So we are highlighting each album as we go along, and I'm throwing together some musical notes. Um, We've been enjoying one of his uh, great early albums this evening, Swing Easy, (laughs) from 1954. Uh, Ironically, for some reason, this album title has an exclamation point at the end. I don't quite understand that because it's necessarily contradictory. But you know what? He was Frank Sinatra. If he wants to scream Swing Easy, he can scream Swing Easy. Uh, This was Sinatra's second album under the Capitol label and uh, featured arrangements by the incomparable Nelson Riddle, a name Sinatra fans know well. Uh, So it was originally released on 10 inches of vinyl with only eight songs uh, total. But in 1955, Capitol released a 12-inch LP version. That stands for long play for those of you who aren't familiar with albums. uh, That included an additional eight songs. Uh, That was not an uncommon practice at the time, and uh, math would probably teach you how you can actually double the size of something by adding two more inches to an eight-inch circle, but that's something that is well beyond me. Uh, On the Gregory Rich acquisition scale, which I have just created, I'm giving this album a must-have rating. Swing, energy, style, it's hella cool. Add this one to your collection. What do you think? I agree. Excellent. Sorry. Do you play it at Habitation? We do. We yeah. do. We have a lot of Sinatra that's playing uh, at Habitation. Fantastic. Um, although in the new temporary space that we're going to be talking about in a second, we have no sound at all. So I just picked up a couple of Sonos speakers so we oh. can blast something in there. But yeah. But now I have to figure out that nonsense. Okay. That's fun. I know, right? All right. My nose is running from laughing and this is <laughs> – We should probably go catch it. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> All right, Dion, let's talk uh, more about interior design before Dan asked me if I have Prince Albert in a can. Um, (laughs) We talked about what influences your your style, but I'm curious philosophically. What do you think influences style itself in interior design? What are the trends that are actually affecting what we are responding to? Oh, Okay. I might get a little kickback on this, but this is just my thought. Okay. You know, we were you and I were talking about consumption. Mm-hmm. Consumer consumption drives so much of the industry in how people are consuming information and how people are consuming product, purchasing, looking at, loving, sharing. So technology, I, I heard, when I was in school, I had a really cool opportunity where – we had a competition, and we had to create – it was something for Under Armour. That was our company that we got to work with. And so we worked with one of their manufacturers that was in Stillwater. Okay. And they make a lot of their front desks. They make um, their – how they hang up their clothes, just how they advertise things in the store. And Under Armour is such a brand, right? Mm-hmm. And so as students, we had to come up with concepts like, how would you launch this product? And I remember thinking, how would I launch a product? I mean, they already have – they don't need my explanation, right? They're mm-hmm. Under Armour. Mm-hmm. But technology has gotten to be such a big thing with this next generation where – I mean, even I'm bad with this. I'm on my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally guilty. And But the kids – that I'm raising and the kids that are that my friends are raising are this has been attached to them since they've been babies because I've had it they grew up with it 
So it's just becomes part of their world. And I don't think they would even know what to do without a phone. So when I was designing stuff for Under Armour, I we did augmented reality, and I won the contest. Okay. And then we went to nationals, and then I won nationals for the augmented reality. And it basically is a 3D perception. So you can scan something, and then a 3D picture hologram will come out and talk to you about the product. Seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But that's what... That's the type of level that we're having to get to to really entertain this next generation. Mm -hmm. But they're not the only generation that needs to be captured, right? Mm -hmm. Our generation, the generation that's above us, is still working. I mean, we're running the companies. We own them. Then you've got this – we have a lot of different – I want to say there's a a different way of functioning and doing work. Mm-hmm. With different generations. So I read a lot about that. And because I love um, – one of the things that Jill and I love to do, who is my business partner, we love to take businesses that have – need new product, need new setups, um, health clinics, anything health-related we're very much involved in. And we want to analyze how is this going to get the new, mm-hmm. younger customer in, but how is it going to retain your older you know, clients and your older workers. And that's a dance. Mm-hmm. It's a dance because you have to make people feel comfortable in their space, but you want to inspire. Yeah. So it's... it's it, that, I mean, that's interesting. So what you're basically saying is that, you know, how a younger generation is living, what they are accustomed right. to, how they're, they're viewing the world is going to have impact on how that world is to be created around them. Correct. But you need to strike a balance between that and satisfying the generation that's come before, for example, right. and what's going to necessarily appeal to them. Right. You have to you have to hit all and if you miss one group, you're going to alienate mm-hmm. a group of feeling comfortable in their work environment or shopping environment or mm-hmm. you know, healthcare environment. So it's studying those groups, and Jill and I are kind of nerds that way. We dig in and we do a lot of studying and we read a lot of articles and we dive deep so mm-hmm. that when we're suggesting products, when we're suggesting color stories and things like that or a setup or a flow within an office or a clinic, there's a lot of research behind that. It's not, isn't this pretty? Mm-hmm. And you should put this here. Mm-hmm. This is pretty. You should put this here because. Yeah. Oh, There's great. a lot of because with so us. Kind of a cerebral approach. Yeah. Because is key. Because is huge. And I, it will it, people will understand that more. I, I you know what I think because is like the single most important sales tool that you can possibly have yeah. in life in general. I have so I've got really great kids, really well behaved generally kids. Um, but not, you know. You have a nice wife, that's why. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've always said to the kids, you know, one of the things that I think is responsible for that, other than, of course, Christina, but is is that I use the word because. Mm-hmm. When the kid, you don't say, don't touch the stove. You say, don't touch the stove because you'll get burned. Well, it makes sense, right? So yeah. if you go and you say to someone, 
put in a cocktail table, this cocktail table, because it's two inches shorter than the other one and therefore will line up better. Now you're actually appealing to both their intellectual as well as their aesthetic. Correct. uh, And function. So what about my my weird medium of uh, because I said so? Yeah, man. Yeah, that, just, that was a hard one to argue with, though. You couldn't argue with that. Like, okay. Well, yeah, this generation is starting to argue with that, and you yeah, have to have yeah. a because with substance behind it. Blind adherence to authority yeah. only works if you're a Trump supporter. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. we may have to cut that one, or that'll be the after dark aspect. You know, you mentioned something that's kind of interesting I want to talk about. Okay. You know, the kids interacting with the technology, and not even mm-hmm. the kids, all of us interacting with the technology. This is kind of all, to me, we are living in the future. This is space age stuff. It's, yep. it's really pretty awesome. And you can go on different tangents. You can say, you know, the, the world hasn't changed very much. We're still in cars. We're still doing this. But the interface has changed. Mm-hmm. But regardless, the thing that's always kind of struck me is that we haven't made any design moves that I've seen towards what would have been called like space age or a high tech aesthetic anymore. Are you seeing any movements towards that type of a look? That's interesting. That's an interesting concept. Um, here's what I think people expect space age to look like mm-hmm. is when you're presenting concepts to them, mm-hmm. like TV shows, right? They drop in furniture and all of a sudden this 3D concept comes to life and it's moving and it's ebbing and flowing. A lot of our technology that we work for work with with designers, that's, that's a lot of work mm-hmm. to put in that mm-hmm. produce technology. Um, they're overlooking design, mm-hmm. and we actually walked into – this was interesting. Jill and I walked in, and we were talking to um, a company that does – basically sets up movie theaters and sound and outdoor speakers, and they have better software than we do mm-hmm. when it comes to showing a client their interior space in we looked at him and we were like, how did you create this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it's with my program. And we were like, well, how long did it take you to create it? Two hours. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? Yeah, it was I, the coolest thing. I'm like, no, I mean, the this present, is cool. The presentation is there. There's no yeah. doubt. But 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 what I'm talking about is more of just the, the, the actual product itself, right? You know, where's like, – I mean, it had an interesting thing. I was looking at, uh, at uh, Star Trek – from yeah. the 90s, the, okay. the old Next Generation thing because that whole Picard guy came oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and things, yeah. And, and, things. and I was looking at kind of the aesthetics that they were presenting back then. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that look again. And it occurred to me it's been 30 years. Everything comes back every 30 years overall. But I'm not seeing any movement towards what would have been considered kind of that spacey you know, modern look. We keep looking back instead of looking forward. And I think we're searching for somebody who can give us some kind of new path, don't you? Well, I think maybe that should be me. I think so, too. I wow. think I'm nominated, Ladies right? and gentlemen, you're going to have to come back after this commercial break because Dion Danielson is going to be telling us about the styles of the future. Oh. Stick with us. Where'd Go. you get those eyes? Gosh, oh, get up, get so lit up. Get your troubles and just get happy You better chase all your cares away Sing hallelujah, come on, get happy 
get ready for the judgment day. The sun is shining, come on, get happy. The Lord is waiting to take your hand. Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy. We're going to the promised land. Welcome We're back to Drink in the Style. Shout hallelujah. Woo! Come on, hallelujah. get happy. Gin and tonic is taking you by the hand. Yeah, it is. It's a vodka tonic, but that's fine. Oh, vodka tonic, you're right. Sorry. We're doing gin next, right? I don't know. Next are we? week? Are we? This are week, we? next week? I think we are. We'll I'm see. not here for that one. <laughs> All right. We have been speaking with Dion Danielson from The Designery and, as I always do in this segment, before I forget, Dion, tell our listeners how they can learn more about The Designery. Well, we are at thedesignerycollective.com, or you can give us a shout-out at our home number, our phone number, 952-657-5332, but either one. It's- there you go. Fabulous, fabulous. And Easy. again, uh, you do some great stuff. And you're headquartered, by the way, down in Burnsville, right? We are. But you'll go anywhere. Uh, anywhere. Overall, but, uh, We've been out of state. We've been, yeah. Deported twice. Almost, yeah. yeah. Right. Just for being really crazy. So, <laughs> Newkirk, <laughs> cocktailist, my friend, uh, anything for you to plug this week? <clears throat> no, actually, not really. Okay. So by the time this air show, uh, the, the show airs, uh, we've already fast-forwarded too far into the future. Into the future. Yeah. That said, again, we encourage people to go down to Mercy. Can you go to Benedict's and order uh, uh, get the homemade tonic as well? No. Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. So head down to Mercy, which is uh, main floor of the Chambers uh, Hotel. Order a, gin, a vodka tonic. And, or a gin and tonic. Uh, you get the option on Happy Hour for $6 by Wander North. Seriously, you guys, this is a delicious cocktail. You you should definitely very try much this. agreed. All right, so we are going to do the habitation audio log. It's kind of longer than I had expected. It's probably filled with typos. So uh, it was the last moment. That said, we're going to go ahead and do it, and then we're going to get back to Dion. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's begin habitation audio log installment fifty-two. X chair sale. I don't do sale blogs that much, but I decided I would on this particular occasion. So here we go. I've been in business for a damn long time. And for most of it, I didn't bother to worry much about my desk chair. Odd, I know, for a guy in the furniture business. But my thinking has always been, eh, for $250, you can get a cool-looking and pretty comfortable office chair at Staples. I knew it would start to fall apart after a year and by year two would be completely shot. But then you grab a new one, rinse and repeat. Seriously, I must have bought at least a dozen desk chairs uh, for myself over the past couple of decades. But here's the deal. First, I never stopped to think about the environmental impact of participating in that kind of fast furniture cycling. And I'm not just talking about throwing away the chair itself. I'm talking about packaging, shipping, manufacturing, waste, the whole thing. Second... While I knew I might get a couple of years of use out of a chair before it needed to be replaced, I never really thought about the fact that I only got six months, maybe, of quality use out of it. After that, the hydraulics start to fail, the cheap padding or mesh gives way. Basically, you lose what I like to call sitting nougan. I like that. Thank you. Coin it, please. Sitting nougan. Uh, folks uh, of a certain vintage will remember that <laughs> reference. Uh, so I was thinking about this. Uh, so this is what I was thinking about when I was writing an audio blog this week. I started to uh, consider the X chair that I was sitting in. I heard about the X chair right here on AM 950 about four or five years ago. And on a whim, I ordered one to check it out. I can truly say that this chair, which I've been sitting in for the better part of 60 hours a week for almost five years, is still absolutely 
perfect. It looks great, has the same support that it had when it was new, and is, simply put, still ideal. Now, I've been retailing X chairs for this entire time, and in all those years, I can count on one hand, and I'm talking about a monkey hand without an opposable thumb, the number of times I've had issues with the chairs. I'm not going to pitch the details of the chair, the dynamic variable lumbar support, the height adjustable backrest, the adjustable seat depth, the options for leather, mesh, or memory foam. What I'm going to do instead is tell you to check out the site at xchair.com to learn what that's all about. And what I'm also going to do is invite you down to the Habitation Showroom in Minnetonka to experience the X chairs themselves. We have the X1, the X2, the 3, and the X4 available to try out in a variety of colors. I'm also going to go ahead and offer an additional discount on the chairs. If you mention that you heard about the X chair on Drink in the Style or just AM 950, we will take 20% off the list price of any X chair this week only. So come in, give it a try, and remember that the X-Chair comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So if anything I'm telling you doesn't live up to expectations, we'll give you a full refund. That is my pitch. That's impressive. What do you think? Did I read that? You just wrote that? Like, when you came here. Yeah, I know. With with Moscow in a shot glass. You need to write more with Moscow in a glass. Ernest Hemingway once said, write drunk, edit sober. I didn't even edit. <laughs> that was awesome. You, you had me. I yeah. want to buy an X chair now. You should buy an X chair. You know, it's funny. My nephew, Alex Rich, who lives out in, uh, in uh, New York City now, he's an attorney and he works in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, he's one of the big office skyscrapers oh, sure. type of things. Uh, but he went ahead and he ordered one through me as well because, you know, he spends a huge amount of time sitting there. So there he is in his posh little office overlooking Manhattan and uh, assembling himself an X chair. And now he's had it in there for a couple of months. And he's like, Uncle Greg, you are absolutely right. This is like the best desk chair you can imagine. And he hasn't sold more for you? No, he hasn't, Alex. Oh. I was expecting you to actually. I was expecting to be shipping a ton of these things Super to New York. Super disappointed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My parents would say right now, out of the will. <laughs> You're out of the will, and I want the golden <laughs> retirement watch I gave you at graduation back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love Alex. All right, Dan, let's go back to talking about some design okay. and some stuff like that. Yeah. Here's a question. You ready? Yeah. What do you think is the single most important skill that a designer can have? Can I give you two? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Because I like to break the rules. <laughs> I know. Yeah, oh, me. I know. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I The biggest thing that I think people need to take responsible for, especially a designer in their element, is be a culture creator. Hmm. What does that mean? That, and a lot of people ask that question. Mm-hmm. There, it, The design field is very, people hop. Mm-hmm. Go to a lot of different companies thinking it's going to be better. Design work is tough. Design work is a grind. It's hard. You're working long hours. Instead of hopping, be the culture creator. Be the environment that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So be that creator in the environment. Don't hop and wait for somebody else to create a culture that works for you. Create a culture where you're at so that you're happy. That's a great observation. It's so not jumping the grass is not green. Are you create your own success yes. and and experience where you are. Absolutely. Don't look elsewhere to find an alternative. Don't wait for somebody to create a great culture for you. Create it. Good for you. The other one, 
that I think is and, and you know this by the way I'm just going to interject real yeah. quick because you know this because you yourself and your husband are entrepreneurs yes. on many different levels as well yeah. in fact your husband has a podcast does he not he does very quickly plug it Cairo Feast Cairo Feast so he's a chiropractor he and is. this is a discussion of chiropractic yeah and life industry. skill and just business stuff too I mean yeah, but a lot of it is geared towards chiropractors Cairo Feast on podcast, podcast, yeah. what have you? Yep. Okay, I was trying. To, I was going to say dot com, but right. then I thought dot org dot edu. Okay, so I cut you off. That's number no, that's one. Fine. What's number two? Um, desire to learn and research. Hmm. Don't get stuck. Don't mm-hmm. a lot of, and I know that design. You want to be super efficient. You want to be, but you're going to miss what's up and coming. You're going to miss the cool element that you could have put into a space. You're going to miss. That branding moment, you're going to miss really connecting with a client because you found something really neat Mm -hmm. that would reflect back to them. Do some research. I think it's refreshing. I think it's fun. Um, It expands Mm -hmm. your mind. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for it. Don't wait for the reps to come in. Find it. Stay active. Look for it. Stay active. Read. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the brain is a muscle. We all know this. I mean, it's not a muscle, but it's kind of a muscle. It yeah. must remain active. You have to keep adding new stuff. I mean, if not, I mean, it doesn't benefit anybody. If right. you are simply rubber stamping again and again and again the same concepts, the same theory, it's going to grow stale and it's going to stop rewarding you. Right. Which goes back to your original point. Oh, I'm starting to unravel your whole philosophy yeah. here, which is, which is grow, develop, learn, understand, and yeah. that will create a better product. Absolutely. And, you know – when you learn and grow, you can then adapt. And this is when you were talking about style. And I'm like, I would rather adapt to my client about mm-hmm. their branding, about their aesthetic that they want to create, more than them going, well, what's your style? And then put it in my home or put it in my office. And mm-hmm. That's not interesting to me. It's a great point. I mean, I, there's there's a certain – I mean, there is the obverse to that coin, which right. is that, you know, you want to provide guidance. You want to – Absolutely. You know, you're a professional and they're looking to you for input. So I guess it becomes a blend of the two, understanding right. your client and what their interests are, mm-hmm. but also, you know, guiding them with the greater knowledge that you have. Right, right. I mean, I've often said I've on the show many times – the greatest luxury of the 21st century, to a certain extent, is freedom from choice. We have choices in absolutely everything, everything. And every moment throughout. So the greatest thing you can find is someone who has understanding and expertise that you can trust in a certain area, not to tell you what to do, but to help you make those decisions or right. at least guide those decisions with you know an aggressive perspective. Right. Would you right. agree with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Well I, said. Oh, thank you very much. I, I was going to use a, a – Do you do a, a podcast? <laughs> I also do uh, voicemails really for good people and ringtones. Right. <laughs> X-chair. Buy one today. All right. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through yet another episode. On behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, Dion Danielson from – the designery, Dan Newkirk from Mercy et al. I'd like to leave. Uh, I'd like to leave everybody this week uh, with uh, some words from Frank Sinatra: "Treat a lady like a dame, and a dame like a lady, and you'll be okay." Good night, everybody. <laughs>